I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you tune in each week. If you go to capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us, you can sign up to be alerted when we go live, and you can join the show. If you want to be a part of the show, you want to call, text, or uh, leave a message, you can always call the Rapid Fire line, which is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. So make sure you get signed up and you subscribe to all of our uh, social media sites, wherever you find your social media. We should be there as at Cape Gunworks, everywhere except for Instagram, where we are CGW underscore backup. CGW underscore backup. And you might be able to infer that we are different there because we got kicked off under Cape Gunworks, which we did. So thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, but anyway, we've we've been starting to do a little bit more on Twitter, so you can always find us on Twitter as well. We are uh, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, or Cape Gunworks. And uh, you'll see a lot of great content there. That's where our poll of the day is. If you go over to Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on Twitter, uh, you'll be able to vote in our poll. And it's, will they pass gun control legislation in this lame duck session of Congress? That's a big question. Uh, And what's interesting is they are probably don't have the votes to pass H.R. 1808, the the assault weapons ban that was passed by the House in the Senate, so they won't be able to break that 60-vote threshold in the Senate. But will they tuck some other sneaky type of gun control legislation into a spending bill or a defense bill that is going to be passed before the end of the year, some sort of budget bill? Uh, That seems to be the, the sneaky way to do things in Washington. I'm sure they're already having discussions and um, one of the things that they might be looking to do is is sneak the storage laws, like safe storage laws in, uh, kind of backdoor it in through a budget bill, which has been the law of the land for us in Massachusetts for a long time, that you have to have a gun locked up or secured unless it's under your direct control. Your locked front door doesn't count. Even if your door is locked and alarmed, it doesn't count. Uh, it has to be in some sort of storage device or uh, trigger lock or cable lock or some other type of lock that's designed to render it inaccessible to an unauthorized user. Now, I think that's good, responsible gun ownership, but do I think it should be mandated by my federal government who recognizes the inherent right that God gave me to self-defense in the Second Amendment? 
and the right to keep and bear arms and that it shall not be infringed upon? Do I think that government should be able to then turn around and infringe upon those law, uh, those rights? No, I do not. Um, so, but I do think as a responsible gun owner that I should secure my weapons from unauthorized access to them. And I've gone through great lengths in my own personal house to make sure that my guns can't be, uh, accessed, uh, you know, by unauthorized individuals or somebody who shouldn't, uh, be able to access them. So, uh, that's just good, responsible gun ownership, but I don't believe government has any right to, to uh, under the Constitution to go ahead and tell me how, where, and when. Anyway, if you want to make your voice heard and you want to let us know what you think, you can call us when we're live, 508-444-2120, or leave us a message and we'll play your call on, on the next show. You can also text the Rapid Fire Line, 508-444-2120. Which, by the way, we do have somebody on the text line that says, um, I have a Remington 1100 Special Field in 20 gauge that I bought new in 1987. Uh, these have attained any, have these attained any collector interest? Thank you. Um, I would say they're not necessarily like appreciated in value so that you can retire on the sale of that said 1100. But I will say that it's a nice gun that people desire to buy. Um, they probably aren't going to, you're probably not going to, you know, make a fortune off it, but you'll get a fair price for it. Um, the 20 gauge is a really nice one, uh, especially for field, you know, bird shooting and whatnot. Um, so the 20 gauge 1100 with a slug barrel is a great deer gun. Um, my daughter killed her first deer with a 20 gauge Remington 1100, um, with a rifled slug barrel and a scope on it, which was awesome. She did it at the ripe old age of nine. And uh, she was able to basically get a heart shot on this uh, deer. So that was an exciting time for us. So the Remington 1100 is a great gun. Um, it's, you know, been kind of replaced by the 1187, uh, but it's it's still a classic gun. I don't think you're going to be able to retire off it, though, and uh, make a ton of money on it. You might get, you know, six to eight hundred bucks for it is, is my guess um, on something like that. But anyway, tell me what you guys think. 508-444-2120. We're definitely going to get to the chat line. we got a lot to talk about uh, in this show. There's all kinds of news breaking. Um, <clears throat> and like I said on the pre-roll, if you were already online watching before the show started, um, we were talking about how I think gun control right now is a massive chess game. There's people on both sides uh, of the argument for gun control and against gun control, and uh, the courts are the big ones right now that are the outlier because they're starting to hold these uh, tyrannical uh, legislators and representatives and congressmen uh, in check whenever they pass a new law on a state level or whatever. There's a federal judge that'll block it or grant some t preliminary injunction or some temporary restraining order, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, there's a lot of that going on right now. So we've seen a lot of gun control introduced on the state level in the past uh, few months, especially since the Bruin decision. There's uh, these... Um, States that are 
basically have been challenged. Their tyrannical uh, suppression of your constitutional rights have been challenged by this New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin case that came down in June. And they don't like that. They they feel like the control and the power has been taken away from them uh, to violate your Second Amendment rights. And that's true. They have. And so they've been forced or pushed back into the corner um, to to get their licensing sch- schemes in line with this Bruin decision. And conversely, what they're doing is pushing back in other ways. They're saying, okay, well, you didn't address sensitive areas, you know, and we're going to paint with broad strokes. Even though they did, um, they, they explicitly said in the Bruin decision that you can't deem entire tranches of areas as sensitive areas, like all of Manhattan. And so what does New York do? They go ahead and basically deem all of Manhattan a sensitive area. So there's a lot of cat and mouse, a lot of um, political posturing. There's a lot of, uh, you know, pushing the limits to see where they're going to get pushback from the courts on. So that's pretty interesting to watch. And uh, so we're going to talk about that coming up. We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. If you're a frequent uh, listener to this show, you're going to know all about our discount code every week. This week's code is BULLET. And if you go to capegunworks.com, you'll get a very special discount off your entire order. Go to capegunworks.com and use the code BULLET to get your special discount today. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Thank you for joining us. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call at 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And this week's winner for our giveaway is Stephen D. He's got two weeks in a row. So if you're wondering why you didn't win like Stephen did, you might have to jump over to rapidfireradio.us to sign up and win because he's cleaning up. And oh, so my. Go over to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down a bit, enter the contest. So he won the uh, last week's, what was last week's? I forget what last week's was. It was the LTC class. So he'll have a nice gift for somebody stocking this year, or he can give it to a friend or someone else. This week's giveaway, 
is the mystery ammo can. We're giving away this Blackhawk 30 caliber ammo can, and there may or may not be something in there. Um, if there is, if you're lucky enough to get the one that has some something in there, it could be a gift card or something else pretty cool. So that's what this week's giveaway is. Uh, go to rapidfireradio.us and click on the bug out bag banner to buy your bag today. Uh, the bug out bags are back up. Uh, mystery bags and the mystery ammo can so you can buy one of these cans too they're 20 bucks in the shop we have a big mountain of them and some of them have some ran random goodies in there so anyway uh rapidfireradio.us click on the bug out bag banner to buy your bag today or your ammo can or enter to win so anyway uh one of the stories that has um kind of been nipping at my heels that i haven't talked about at all except for on the grace curly show yesterday a little bit was this lawsuit between sig uh for the 320 and uh we actually have a question on the chat line about that as well um so um thomas is wondering what are my thoughts on the new sig 320 lawsuit and do we have a problem um i honestly don't know if we have a problem but sig definitely has a problem um they're saying in this lawsuit that was filed last Wednesday in U.S. federal court in Concord, New Hampshire, that there's been over a hundred incidents of the 320 pistol firing unintentionally, and all of the users believe that the trigger wasn't pulled. So they're saying they're making claims that this gun has just discharged all by itself without pulling the trigger. Uh, the lawsuit says these men and women are highly trained officers, veterans, and responsible and safety-conscious gun users who put their trust in Sig Sauer, unaware that the gun they used to serve was a danger to themselves and anyone around them. Robert Zimmerman, an attorney representing the group of 20 and about a dozen spouses, said in a statement. Zimmerman said it is the largest 320 lawsuit against the New Hampshire-based gun maker on behalf of the people who were injured. The incidents covered in the lawsuit range from February, February 2020 to this October. In many cases, the gun discharged while the, still in the user's holster, seriously injuring them in the leg or hip and leaving them unable to perform the usual duties, according to the lawsuit. They were not touching the trigger, the lawsuit says. Uh, one of the plaintiffs is... Denuncio DJ Delago of Delgado, excuse me, of Virginia, 62, a U.S. Navy veteran who instructed service members in firearms training and safety for over 20 years. He said he was hurt in the leg and calf by a bullet from his 320 in February at a private shooting range on his property after he had just holstered his gun. That is what the part that makes it hard for me because. I already know that 90-something percent of all training accidents occur when coming from the holster or going to the holster. Anyway, let's move on. The first thing that came out of everybody's mouth who knew me said, how did that happen? You're the safer, safest person we know with a firearm, said Delgado, who was out of work for six weeks, unable to climb a ladder or get on a roof for his property inspector job. He said some people assumed he had his finger on the trigger or manipulated it some way or did something to shoot himself. Being looked at and told it was your fault, that was the embarrassing part, and it kind of angers me, Delgado said. Six Hour denies allegations that the pistol is prone to discharging without the use of the trigger. The 320 is designed to fire when the trigger is pulled, Six Hour so spokesman Samantha Piat said in a statement Friday. It in 
includes internal safeties that prevent the firearm from discharging without a trigger pull. The lawsuit details negligence and product liability claims against Sig Sauer, as well as deceptive marketing practices for the gun advertising it won't fire unless you want it to. One of the allegations of negligence is that Sig Sauer equipped the U.S. Army version of the 320 with a manual safety that guarded it against unintentional firing, yet left it off non-military models, co-counsel Daniel uh, Seisler said. Only one non-military model of the gun offered that feature as an option, the lawsuit said. To make a gun with a trigger this short and this light without any sort of external safety is reckless and unprecedented. Now, I'm just going to pause right there because we're talking about a lawsuit that says the trigger wasn't pulled. And now they're referencing to make a gun with this short and light a trigger is reckless and unprecedented. So... They're trying to get it both ways, if you ask me. Piat said that the trigger force, pull force of the 320 is consistent with industry practice and that Sig Sauer offers models with manual safety. Some customers, including many law enforcement agencies, believe that the inclusion of a manual safety is a detriment to the safe and reliable use of a pistol given their intended use. Other customers take the opposite view of their intended use, she said. The gun was first introduced in 2014. Six Hour offered a voluntary upgrade in 2017 to include an alternate design that reduces the weight of the trigger, among other features. Now, I'm going to stop again. Uh, reduces the weight of the trigger is actually the physical weight of the trigger. If you were to take it off the fire control unit and put it on a scale, that's what they're talking about, not the weight of the trigger pull. So I just want to be clear about that. Among other features, Zimmerman said the upgrade did not stop the problem of unintentional discharges. The lawsuit calls for a trial and unspecified monetary damages. The plaintiffs are from Texas, Georgia, Connecticut, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Virginia, Louisiana, Florida, Massachusetts, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Washington, and New Jersey. Six Hours also denied the allegations made in similar lawsuits filed by Zimmerman and others, including one involves a military veteran in Philadelphia and a federal agent from suburban Pennsylvania, or Philadelphia, excuse me. Uh, Milwaukee's police union sued the city over officers' use of the 320, saying the handguns inadvertently misfired three times in the last two years, resulting in injuries of two officers. Sig Sauer has prevailed in some cases and has settled at least one federal class action lawsuit involving 320 pistols made prior to 2017, offering refunds or replacement parts. All right, so that was on the uh, that was an Associated Press story by Kathy McCormick, and I got to say, you know. 100 people in a lawsuit isn't an isolated incident. Maybe there is enough cases where there's something to be examined here. Um, And I know for my own self that if a gun ever did just go off by itself while it was in my hand or in my holster, I would be really upset if no one believed my story. Um, So that, you know... I understand frustration if that is the case. However, I also know that most training accidents happen when coming from the holster or returning to the holster. And the one thing that we cannot rely on during a dynamic critical incident, that's something that takes you off guard or by surprise, that's dangerous. Um, And in most cases, where the proper response is to use your gun, But uh, in this case, that's not the situation. Um, It's just, uh, you know, the proper response is to maybe get medical attention. 
um, the dynamic critical incident that we refer to in a, a training environment or a training for defensive purposes involves you need to use your gun to stay alive. This type of dynamic critical incident is surprising, chaotic, and dangerous, um, just like it is with a defensive situation, but obviously the proper response isn't to shoot your gun. So let's just say you put the gun in the holster and on the way in it discharges. You might be like Alec Baldwin at that point and swear on a stack of Bibles that your finger wasn't on the trigger. But then if you play back the video, you notice the finger's on the trigger. So all I'm saying is you cannot rely upon your memory in a dynamic critical incident. Um, There's extensive study done on this. Uh, we have things called Brady psychia and tacky psychia, and, um, where there's entire uh, tranches of memory that aren't you can't even conjure up. You, there's also uh, situations where you can actually remember things that didn't happen. Um, you can also have that perception or slowing down of time. Uh, but the one thing that's and we just had a big discussion about this earlier today with some of my training staff. Um, who has talked about, you know, being in a situation and how they acted during that situation. I said, stop right there. Everybody thinks they acted a certain way until evidence is presented. Unfortunately, our own memory can fool us or can't be relied upon to be a um, trusted source in the midst of a dynamic critical incident or right after. In fact, a lot of police departments take 24 hours to, re- to have them their officers write a police report of what happened in a defensive shooting or a uh, you know officer-involved shooting uh, because they understand information will come back to the, to the officer over the course of 24 hours. If you remember, like back when they used to uh, teach Weaver stance in all the police academies as a good tactical uh, stance to shoot your gun, which worked great for qualifications to to get your qualification scores up. Worked horrible for first shot um, percentages in on the street. Uh, you'd see like eighty to ninety percent on the uh, on the training range. And then like 14 to 20% first shot on target on the street. And so one thing was universal is all those hero cops that were in those officer-involved shootings would hit the evening news and say, well, my training just kicked in. But guess what? We had something called dash cam videos and body cam videos that changed it up, changed the whole world of how we look at officer-involved shootings. So we'll talk about that on the other side. Don't forget to check out date night every Friday night and ladies night every other Thursday. You can also try a range experience package. You don't need a gun license for any of those events. So check them out at capegunworks.com, and we will be right back. It's the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. 
The VT10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. The poll question of the day is, will they pass gun control legislation in this lame duck session of Congress? You'll find the poll over at Twitter, or go to rapidfireradio.us and scroll down and vote in the poll. Uh, Let your voice be heard, Um, but if you go over to Twitter, it's rapidfireradio.us, so we want to hear what you have to say. Uh, does the lame duck session of Congress have a chance at passing some form of gun control, even if it's death by a thousand cuts? Um, so anyway, before the break, just to kind of close out that thought, um, we were talking about uh, with the advent of dash cam videos and body cams and cell phones and uh, closed circuit TV cameras all over the place, um, we started to see or people would start to notice that the officer who got on the evening news and said, well, my training just kicked in and I was able to get the job done. It was more of an improvisation because the actual shooting that took place looked nothing like the training. And at first, a lot of egg was on the face of the people um, in the training world as far as it came to uh, police training that you got to do more training so that the shootings look more like the training instead of you know, realizing that it would be much better to do uh, what they've done now, which is change up the training to work well with what the body does naturally under stress, do a more uh, intuitive or a learned or automated response to our stress or our dynamic critical incident and make sure that our training is now congruent with what the body wants to do because the weaver stance is not congruent with what the body does naturally under stress. So anyway, all I said all that to say this, that we can't rely upon our memory of the situation as a faithful account of what happened. And I know that might be some hard words, but that's the truth of the situation. And we might be adamant. I don't have any doubt that Alec Baldwin thought his finger wasn't on the trigger when he shot the producer of his show. But the video evidence shows otherwise. And why would he go out on public television and make that statement when he knows there's photographic video evidence unless he thought beyond a shadow of a doubt that his finger wasn't on the trigger? Because it's so easily provable otherwise. But the bottom line is... um, he thought that it was, you know, he thought that was the situation. Anyway, tell us what you think. 
um, 508-444-2120. And, uh, and so anyway, you can give us a call 508-444-2120. Uh, and we have a call on the rapid fire line now. Um, yeah, regarding the issue of loading and unloading rounds and uh, being concerned about setback, there's a recent article uh, by Masad Ayub about that issue. It's not just uh, increased pressures, which either could blow up your gun or cause uh, damage to your gun. There's also concerns about the material in the primer being displaced, and there have been cases of police officers who are loading and unloading their firearms uh, the primer material got disrupted and the round did not fire when it needed to. Uh, you might want to refer people to that article. It's quite a good one, and the Sadeyub's advice is usually pretty right on the money. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call on that. Um, Sadeyub does have some great, you know, contributions. Probably one of the, you know, he's contributed huge amounts of information to the gun world over the past 30 years. Um, so, yeah. You know, he's been there, done that, so to speak. Uh, so that's a great point. I wasn't really heading down that road as to why you should change your ammo because it might not actually go off because the priming compounds could be compromised throughout time. But that's a great point, and uh, it's 100% correct. Um, although um, I cycle my ammo so it's fresh every year, whether or not the bullet gets pushed back into the uh, case. Uh, so that's really, uh, you know, something I wasn't really thinking about, uh, when we were talking about that, but, um, you, you know, you raise a good point and Masada Yub certainly does too. Um, I personally still shoot the stuff that's smudged down into the round a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I've never had an issue with it, which was the specific question, but yeah, follow up on that article. I'll, I'll look it up myself and check it out. But anyway, the don't forget the mystery bags are back. So go to rapidfireradio.us and click on the mystery bag banner to get your bag today and the mystery ammo cans because there's a bunch of them that have some cool stuff in them. And that's our giveaway prize this week. So if you want to go over to Rapid Fire Radio, scroll down and enter to win because um, Steve can't win every week. So you got to make sure you enter to win. No, I'm just kidding. Steve, if you can continue to win every week, my hat's off to you. So two weeks in a row is pretty good. Um, so anyway, uh, that's something to, something to think about. But So the SIG 320 um, subject is not going away. You know, I don't want to be that guy to say someone who has a legit issue that it was you and not the gun. Uh, we're approaching, I think there's 20 named plaintiffs in this lawsuit. So... You know, and they're saying that this has happened over a hundred times. So, who am I to say to a hundred people that no, you were wrong? Um, Sigs had documented issues with the 320. Uh, obviously, the whole recall with the trigger and the um, voluntary upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. But um, you know, I've I've actually talked to a couple of people that have said, "Up, oh, gun went off in the holster," and it wasn't the 320. It was. Um, it was the uh, uh, another gun. One was a Ruger, and another one was uh, something else. I can't remember at this time. But they everybody says the gun just went off. You that's everybody's argument is the gun went off. And I remember uh, Yarmouth police officer Bradford er- Erickson who 
passed away tragically in the line of duty probably about 20 years ago now. He gave me my license to carry class when I was 17 years old. And he went into great lengths about transfer bars and uh, trigger safeties and striker fired guns and uh, firing pin safeties that are all in place. And I mean, he took probably 20 minutes to go into this. And he said, why did I tell you all that? And I said, I don't know. And he said, I told you all that to tell you this. If your legal defense in a shooting situation of a negligent discharge of a gun is the gun went off, you're going to lose. Because the only thing that fires a gun is the full rearward press of the trigger on a modern revolver, pistol, striker fired, hammer fired, etc. Period. You will lose if that's your argument is the gun just went off. So the fact that they're talking about this now as, you know, this could be a break to that um, to that situation or that sage advice that Bradford Erickson, uh, rest his soul, um, gave me. And that is that, uh, that um, you know, the, the, what do you call it, the, uh, gun just doesn't go off. I was saying, um, you know, maybe this is a, a break from that and there is a design flaw in the gun that could cause it to go off. I still find it hard to believe because as far as I know, the SIG 320 is a double action striker fired gun. So the striker's not under uh, spring tension when it's at rest. Like the HK... VP9 is a single-action striker-fired gun. I would have a much easier time believing that the the HK VP9 could discharge without a trigger being pulled if something happened with the sear or something happened internally with a spring or something because that, that striker is under spring tension. It's loaded up under tension so that when the sear gets out of the way that firing pin goes forward. Obviously, it has a uh, striker block as well, so the trigger has to be in the rearward position to defeat that trigger block, I mean the uh, firing pin block. So even if the the gun did inadvertently go forward, the pin d- did go forward, it wouldn't go off. So I'm, I'm just having a hard time believing um, that unless maybe I'm getting it wrong, maybe the SIG 320 is a single-action striker-fired gun, but I don't think it is. Maybe one of the listeners can correct me on that. But anyway, from the text line, I'm a new Cambridge resident from North Carolina looking to get my LTC. I'm very familiar with the firearms, with firearms concealed carry holder in North Carolina. Have a DWI or an OUI, as you call it, on my record about eight years ago. What are my chances? Should I go for FID? I think as long as you're uh, OUI, in North Carolina does not have a, uh, is not punishable by more than two years. You shouldn't be a federally prohibited person. And uh, that as long as that didn't occur in Massachusetts, you should be fine. So I would go ahead and apply for the license to carry. I wouldn't go for the LTC. Um, But thank you for reaching out. Obviously, you can reach out to an attorney. But uh, it all comes down to How long was that crime punishable for? I believe first offense OUIs in most states are under two years. So that would not make you a federally prohibited person. Um, 
anyway, uh, there you go. All right. So um, getting back to the stack of stuff, because we have a ton of other stuff to talk about. Um, the On the other side, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get into the, the big stack. Uh, this Was this the five-minute segment? Oh, I'm supposed to talk about the uh, gun of the week during this segment, so real quick. No, 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 no. That's no. Okay. What? Wake up and go to sleep. <laughs> you got to keep me on. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so we're good. Uh, so we'll talk about that on the after the break. We got the gun of the week coming up. You don't want to miss out. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. And guess what? It's ridiculously affordable. So we're headed for a break. But before we go, you should go over to capegunworks.com and use this week's special discount code Bullet, B-U-L-L-E-T, Bullet. That's going to get you a very special discount off your entire purchase at CapeGunWorks.com, and it's going to get you free shipping if it's over 300 bucks. What? You're still doing that? I know, I know. We're still doing that. And if you're in Massachusetts and you want ammo delivered to your door, we're your company to do it. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And want to be a part of the show give us a call or text the rapid fire line 508-444-2120 don't forget about our giveaway week's winner is steven d look for an email from us you won the ltc class and this week we're giving away a mystery ammo can brand new blackhawk 30 caliber ammo can it may or may not have some big mystery gift inside and if you want one of your own if you want one of your own you can go over to uh, capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us. Um, make sure you scroll down and win. If you go to capegunworks.com, click on the mystery bags and the mystery ammo cans are on that same link. So you can buy the mystery bag or buy the mystery ammo can. Anyway, and this week's discount code is bullet. We got a lot going on. I'm, I'm having trouble keeping track of my own show lately. So <laughs> a lot of moving parts, but one of the best moving parts that I have been really excited to share with you guys every week is the gun of the week segment of this show. And last week we did the SIG MPX and gave away a free Vortex Crossfire uh, red dot on it. Um, This week we have 
the Stoger STR9 striker fired pistol, optics ready, and we have it packaged up with the Vortex Viper with a six MOA dot. And the Viper is great because it has side controls for the on off and the dimming uh, controls on the red dot site. I, I got to say that Vortex gets it right. It's easy to adjust, dials it up and down right there. Lifetime unconditional warranty on that any Vortex product. So they do a phenomenal job. And this mounted right up to the Stoger STR9. You can add it all up together and you get 10% off the gun and the optic package. So it's a total of $599.98. That'll save you like 60 bucks if you buy it. And this gun is great because it's got the... We used to call it the poor man's VP9. I actually don't do that anymore because um, I think it's, you know, a great gun on its own right. It has the finger grooves very similar to the VP9. It has like the ergonomics of the VP9 pistol, but it is um, a ambidextrous mag release and uh, has some big, deep caulking serrations in it. And it comes with two mags. Metal lined mags, they're all metal mags, very nicely made uh, mags. And it's it's a great gun uh, by Stoger, imported from Turkey. And uh, it's a phenomenal gun for the money. has metal uh, sights with a nice shelf on the back so you can rack the slide off the rear sight, which I really like for a defensive gun. Uh, it's got a stainless full-length guide rod. It's got the pick rail underneath um, for light attachments or laser. Um, it's just a phenomenal gun, the Stoger STR9. And you can get it with or without optics ready. Uh, but this package this week is the optics ready one. And again, it has those deep caulking serrations in the rear and in the front. If you like to press check your gun, um, it'll it'll be very conducive to that. So one of the other things that's neat about this gun is the trigger pull is very, very clean. It's a smooth, clean uh, trigger pull with a nice short reset. Um, just like most striker-fired guns are, it's a very good trigger pull. So um, the Stoger STR9 is the gun of the week here at Cape Gunworks. You can go over to Rapid Fire Radio and click on Gun of the Week banner uh, to get take advantage of this Gun of the Week, or you can call the shop or come in. You can also go to the Cape Gunworks website and take advantage of this very special deal we have running. So this has turned into a very popular segment on the show. Uh, so if you want to get your Stoger STR9 and take advantage of the savings, my recommendation is do it because there's only a very limited supply of these available in the shop. So don't waste time. Get on over to Cape Gunworks or rapidfireradio.us and take full advantage of it today. Use code GOW for the gun of the week at rapidfireradio.us. You can also go to capegunworks.com slash GOW for the gun of the week. All right, we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lee. is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a 
century of innovation. And we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, so join us every week. Go to capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us and sign up to be alerted when we go live. We have kind of taken Wednesday at 4 p.m. as the official time, but that's subject to change and you want to be kept up to date. You can also like and subscribe on all of our social media Cape Gunworks or Rapid Fire Radio. And if you go to Instagram, you're going to find us at CGW underscore backup. The poll of the day is, poll question of the day is, will they pass gun control legislation in this lame duck session of Congress? Um, it's a very good question. I want to know what you have to say about it. Um, what are the results so far? Uh, so far, we have... say no. They don't think they're going to be able to get any type of gun control uh, eked through in this lame duck session of Congress. So um, if you think otherwise, make sure you go over to rapidfireradio.us and scroll down to the poll or go to Twitter, rapidfireradio, all one word, and let your voice be heard. Um, So that's, uh, it's, it's a good question. And, uh, I don't know. I don't. I, we should have put "I don't know" as an option because that's where I stand. I definitely think it could be slipped into a budget bill. Um, I'm sure that they would love nothing more than to sneak something in, but we'll see. I don't think the assault weapons ban is going to pass, but I do think they could slip a Mickey in. Uh, they could put some. Uh, put some magic sauce in the budget bill or the defense bill or some appropriations bill, which that's what happens at the end of the year um, or the end of the legislative session is a lot of the budgets get approved and a lot of them get rubber stamped because they just need to uh, stamp them and get on with their lives and, and go uh, home for the holidays. So we'll see what happens. Um, I hope not. Let's put it that way. Um, we already have enough going on in the court systems. So uh, along those lines, I'm going to jump into this story. Is the lame duck gun control a viable threat? Um, I wrote this. This isn't something I ripped off the Internet. But uh, I wrote that the Senate could pass smaller gun control legislation through the budget bills that need to be approved. It's a sneaky way to get a deal done. Uh, safe storage is something I think they could cram through. Uh, Congressman Bill Barr even said that the bottom line in this politically charged environment is that while major high-profile gun control legislation is unlikely to pass the Senate during this lame duck session, Second Amendment supporters had best watch out for smaller anti-gun measures to sneak through before the ball drops on New Year's Eve. So um, one thing they point out is congressmen who have not been reelected or were defeated, you know, or chose not to serve another term in Congress are the ones that are the, the ones to watch out for because they have nothing to lose. They don't have to answer for what they do in this lame duck session. And this is their last chance to get something done before they go home uh, for good from Washington. And they're not afraid of facing their constituents because they're not going to face re- reelection. So that's the one thing that makes me nervous is 
uh, all of the congressmen, you know, let's say there's some Republican rhino congressmen that chose not to run again uh, because they were opposed in the primaries or whatever. Um, those are the ones that certainly could come back to bite us, even though they know they'd be going against their party for, you know, the official party lines, but they don't care because um, they have an axe to grind or something like that. So who knows? We'll see how it goes. Um, some good news over on the Oregon uh, mil- uh, Measure 114 that passed on that ballot initiative um, in the midterms. A federal judge has denied an attempt to stop uh, their Measures 114's permit to purchase scheme and magazine ban from taking effect on December 8th, though she did grant a four-week grace period to set up the permit to purchase system. Also, another, um, another judge struck well, put a temporary restraining order on it um, so they'd be able to maintain the status quo while they're in this waiting scene or this waiting period. So uh, Bearing Arms has an article that says, while there has been relentless news about mass shootings and slaughter of innocents, uh, Ratio said, the gun owners of America has shown that putting Measure 114 on hold will maintain the status quo until the court can determine in a hearing for a preliminary injunction whether the measure meets constitutional muster under Article 1, Section 27 of Oregon Constitution. That article says the people shall have the right to bear arms for the defense of themselves and the state, but the military shall be kept in strict subordination to the civil power. The county judge found that the public interest weighs against the measure's implementation at this time and set a hearing for December 13th on a preliminary injunction. With implementation, there are serious harms to the public interest as well, which could include individuals being arrested and prosecuted for a Class A misdemeanor under what could be found to be an unconstitutional statutory scheme. Uh, Ratio concluded from the bench and that potential could happen if ballot measure 14 is allowed to go into effect without significant judicial scrutiny. And certainly no one would argue that individual liberty is not a cornerstone of our country. First the people, then the state. And I applaud what she says, even though she got off to a rocky start with this, um, you know, trying to link the sale of standard capacity guns and not having to go through a uh, permit-to-purchase scheme, restrictive uh, purchase scheme um, to somehow these rash of shootings because I don't think anyone could intelligently make an argument that any of those recent string of shootings would have had a different result had any of these rules been in place before. So that's the one thing that all of the gun control that's always proposed fails to address is the fact that it, generally speaking, only affects the law abiding. So the person who is going to be concerned about possession of high-capacity magazines are the people who don't want their rights taken away, not the criminal element, not the deranged, not the mentally insane, not the uh, criminally insane. Those people don't care what law you create or pass because by definition they don't follow those laws anyway. They go roughshod over every rule, law, statutory uh, measure you can put out there um, because that's what they do. Um, Unfortunately, that's the path that they have chosen. So um, 
you know, I think that the whole NICS system, there's a great article, I believe, on Ammo Land about um, the whole NICS system and its march towards national instant checks, uh, towards universal background checks. Um, yeah, this is on Ammo Land uh, yesterday by Alan Chiwick and Joanne Deisen. Um It says the National Instant Check System was supposed to stop such killers when it was implemented in 1998. Unfortunately, we're no closer to a peaceful society. After nearly 30 years, NICS is not working as promised, despite preventing over 3.5 million firearm transactions since its inception. Few of the blocked sales turn out to be criminals. Most rejections are false errors due to the FBI data. So basically, there's 3.5 million times that it's infringed upon the law-abiding responsible gun owner's right to keep and bear arms. It's prevented you from exercising your right to keep and bear arms. It's prevented you from exercising your right to purchase said arms. Uh, but yet, very few times can it actually be pointed to the stopping of a, of a crime. And here we are. So every time they want to move the goalpost, they, they get the nose under the tent. When that doesn't work, they say, okay, well, we got to move the chains down the field again, and now we need universal background checks. In other words, no transaction, no firearms transfers can take place, period, even amongst friends, relatives, acquaintances, uh, shooting, uh, sports associates, uh, you know, gun club members, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, even though those people all know that the person they're dealing with is not a prohibited person, uh, especially in family situations or friend situations. Uh, but they're saying, nope, can't do that. We're going to march towards universal background checks because guess what? We're no safer as a society, even though we have the national instant check system. The other side of it is compliance with the national instant check system has been a serious problem. Getting states to comply and report to the national instant check system when Felons are dis, uh, you know, are are no longer, uh, they're not, they're now a prohibited person. Very few states actually report to it, and Massachusetts actually had to pay, pass a state law several years ago to make the state report prohibited people to the national instant check system because they weren't doing it. And guess what? Even after making it a state law that the state has to report to the national instant check system, it still doesn't get done 100% of the times. So the point is, it doesn't work. No matter what laws you create to control the behavior of people, you can never, ever, ever get into the heart and mind of the person who is willing or able or determined to commit a crime against somebody else. That's the problem. This isn't minority report. We don't live in an age where we have the seers or we have those who can look into the heart of man and say, that guy's about to commit a crime. Go arrest him on the pre-crimes unit. And that, even under the situation of that fictional movie, it wasn't perfect system, right? That's why they did away with it at the end. All I'm saying is no law you can create can ever deter or defer a criminally insane or a person determined to commit a crime upon somebody else. Um, the tool is not the problem. It's the heart and minds uh, mind of man. And until you can figure out how to control that, you're never going to do it by passing a law. 
Um, you're never going to be able to do it by, uh, you know, any type of legislation. You're going to only be able to do it by helping a brother out, being our brother's brother. Anyway, that's the end of the first hour. I can't believe it's already gone. Rapid Fire Radio goes quick. What can I say? Thanks for tuning in. Remember, the show ends here this first hour, but it goes on for another hour, so you don't have to fret. You'll get another whole hour of content if you tune in at rapidfireradio.us. Remember, you can always call in 508-444-2120. Go to rapidfireradio.us and ask your questions or uh, leave a message. And uh, freedom will always be on the right side of history. So stay tuned. We will be right back. God bless. And we'll see you on the other side. I'm Toby Leary. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level... It can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cowart was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything he worked for taken away. Cohort was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he had worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. Constitutional carry has become all the rage these days. Apparently, the mainstream media has gotten all over this term, and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it. It does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, none of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. 
you will be held accountable for your actions as every responsibly armed American should be. So make sure you get the proper training and you know your laws so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each and every week at rapidfireradio.us. You can sign up to be alerted when we go live. And also, uh, you can go to capegunworks.com. You can also join the conversation by texting, leaving a message, or giving us a call on the Rapid Fire line, 508 508- 444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks and our uh, and at Rapid Fire Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, etc., etc. If you're on Instagram, you'll find Cape Gunworks page at CGW underscore backup. We got Zuckerberg there, so that's the new. Uh, Instagram page so you find a lot of great uh, content there so anyway we're glad you're here welcome to rapid fire I'm going to take some of your questions uh, in this segment uh, before we get to Keith Langer who's going to be joining us in the second segment of the second hour he'll be joining us next so um, real quick I want to thank everyone who's jumped on the chat and and has uh, posted up a question or has joined us on the rapid fire line so um, anyway, uh, let's see. KP is talking about, um, the, which is a, the poll question of the day, by the way, is are they going to sneak any gun control legislation in this lame duck session of Congress? And uh, KP is saying that gun owners of America have a link posted on their web page with a call to action. Um, so making sure that you let your congressmen and legislators know that you will not tolerate um, them sneaking in any sneaky gun control legislation on the uh, budget bills or the you know defense bills that they got to pass before the dog face pony <laughs> um, so anyway uh, let's see Richard's asking me what my question uh, question what my thoughts are on mag fed shotguns and I I'm not a huge fan of magazine fed shotguns to be honest with you uh, I think the magazines are big and cumbersome and and almost impossible to stage on your body like a, a backup mag, unless you're doing like a competition type of rig. I know Segas were very popular in a lot of um, competition world because of the big uh, extended magazines available for them, and they're fairly easy to stage on a belt with like a Kydex holster that's purpose-built for the shotgun magazines. But honestly, I think that they throw the center weight of the shotgun off tremendously and become a little unwieldy. Uh, so, you know, for that reason, I'd probably stick with the tube fed mag. I'm not a huge fan of the mag fed shotguns, especially, um, in this state because you're limited to five rounds in Massachusetts. So, uh, I would just say, you know, get a tube fed. And if you're worried about capacity, get a pump action, then you can, you know, have as many rounds in it as you want, like the Keltex and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, all right, that's my thought on those. They're a little bit cumbersome and big. And uh, 
Uh, Chris is sitting down to watch with his black cherry polar seltzer, and I have my pink apple lemon, which is was a gift today from one of the listeners, and I appreciate them uh, bringing me down and keeping me well supplied. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, and uh, let's see, G-Webs points out that most tools are way more dangerous than guns, and they don't have regulation on storage uh, for poisons or any regulations on storage, gasoline, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And he's right. You know, they might have a warning label, uh, harmful or fatal if swallowed, keep out of the hands of children or keep out of children's reach, et cetera. But that's about it, right? They don't ever... Uh, um, point out that uh, you must lock these up. You must put them in a safe. You must uh, have them stored a certain way to to uh, prevent unauthorized access from unlawful individuals or underage individuals. And along those lines, um, and this is kind of continuing the conversation we had in the first hour, but you think about like drownings, for instance. You, you point out poisonings and and uh, you know, that type of thing or gasoline that can be used to set fire on things. But even just drownings, there's uh, 4,000 fatal unintentional drownings a year. Um, That's 11 per day, 11 drowning deaths per day. This is from the cdc.gov website. Um, There's 8,000 non-fatal drownings a year. So that's a total of 12,000 between fatal and non-fatal. And that's mostly in children. So uh, children, more children ages one to four die from drowning than any other cause of death. Uh, so ages five to 14, drowning is the second leading cause of unintentional injury or death, uh, only second to motor vehicle crashes. So the point is, how many people have a tub in their house? How many people have five-gallon buckets in their garage? How many people have kiddie pools in the backyard or or uh, full-size pools or in-ground swimming pools. And yes, there's major regulations in place, um, standards and, uh, you know, codes, if you will, uh, and legislation around them, but there's not the type of uh, thing that you have to go through to acquire a swimming pool as as acquiring a, a gun. You don't have to get fingerprinted, background checked, pay a um, take a special class where the government tells you what you need to know in this said class, then you don't need to go apply in person at the police station and get uh, your photographs taken and be subject to serious background checks just to have that pool in your backyard, which obviously 4,000 kids die a year from. So all of a sudden, we make this giant leap of logic when it comes to the Second Amendment. Anyway, um, we could go right, right down the rabbit hole on that whole subject. But if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, we have regularly scheduled license to carry classes, about six of them per week, including ladies-only classes and couples classes. We have one of those coming up January 21st. So sign up at capegunworks.com, and we have attorney Keith Langer joining us next. You don't want to miss out. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. 
Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word works to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and the phone number, if you want to be a part of the show, is 508-444-2120. Call, leave a message, or text 508-444-2120. And the poll of the day is, will they pass gun control legislation in this lame duck session of Congress? You'll find the poll question on rapidfireradio.us, or go to the Rapid Fire page on Twitter, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word. I want to thank Keith Langer joining us. He's a Massachusetts-based attorney who does a lot of good in this state for gun rights. And Keith, how are you today? Not too bad. Hope things are going down well for you and yours. Yeah, it's been busy. I can, I can honestly say um, there's it's been busy. Let's put it that way. This is always the busiest time of year for us, and this year's been no exception. So that's a good thing. As long as people are in a gun-buying mood, that makes me happy. So... I'm easy to please these days. And now you can actually get most ammunition. Correct. Yes. We have most ammo. Some shotgun ammo is still kind of hard to get here and there, but ammo is pretty much back, um, thankfully. Uh, It does have some, you know, bald spots here and there, but for the most part, it's back. So anyway, um, we had a texter text in a couple weeks ago wanting some clarification on carrying non-lethal, well, I shouldn't c- consider it non-lethal, but uh, non-firearms-related uh, defensive weapons. Maybe it's, a, you know, nunchucks or uh, brass knuckles or a coup baton or a expanding baton or, uh, you know, some sort of sap or billy club or whatever it is, some sort of implement of defense that is not a firearm even a knife, I guess, could fall into that category. And I said, well, we're going to ask the expert when he comes on. So, uh, Keith, what does the state law say about uh, carrying one of those weapons for defensive purposes on your body? Is it legal in this state or is it still, are we still living in, uh, you know, tyrannical rule and uh, you can't carry one of those non-firearms so what do you well, say? It depends what the non-firearm is. And the section to look at is chapter 269, section 10, which, like pretty much every other statute involving weapons in this state, is foggy. Mm. It lists a whole category of things you cannot possess, takes up an entire paragraph, uh, mostly the exotica, uh, ninja type nonsense such as kung fu sticks 
and Nunchaku and Zubos and that sort of thing. Everything I used to run around the woods with when I was 12 years old. Now, what makes it odd is there's a section in this statute that says, quote, no person in effect having a license to carry firearms for any purpose issued under Section 131 LTC or 131F, non-resident, of 140 shall be deemed violation of this section. Well, the section is Section 10, where all the really bizarre stuff is listed. However, the paragraph is at the bottom of a subsection. So does that LTC exemption apply to the entire section, which is what the statute appears to say, or does it only apply to the weapons described above, which is dealing with BB guns and things like that? Hmm. Also, some weapons are fine unless you are arrested with them. So you can have a billy club. Theoretically, you can have one of those asp expanding batons because those are not specifically listed Mm. in your own possession. But if you are arrested while committing a breach or disturbance of the public peace, it says, and you've got on your person or under your control a billy or other dangerous weapon other than those herein mentioned, Well, there's a catch-all phrase, if ever there was one, Mm. which may be deemed to include an asp-expanding baton, because that's certainly a form of billy. But the bottom line is what you absolutely do not want to be caught with on the street is any of those special holsters that allow you to draw a folding knife drawn and locked. You don't want a ballistic knife, which throws the blade, you don't want a dirk, which is a short double-edged knife that specifically excludes any double-edged blade, or a switchblade, or any knife having an automatic spring release, which is to say a switchblade. That does not apply to assisted opening because there is no magic switch. An assisted opening knife is just that. It only assists you. You provide the primary energy either through your thumb or your fingertip to open that knife. And I had that little chat with a Rhode Island state trooper over whether or not it was a switchblade, and I wasn't arrested, so I guess it wasn't. Hmm. But I I have a... ten lists a long litany of things you're not supposed to have, such as a blade over an inch and a half, a slingshot, and is that different from a slingshot? Is that... Slingshots use rubber bands. Slingshot is David and Goliath stuff. Right. A blowgun, because, you know, God knows we have to stop those drive-by blowgun attacks. Uh, a blackjack, your caller was also asking about things on the hand. Well, metallic knuckles, brass knuckles, are specifically excluded. Hmm. So anything you're wearing on your hand, like the so-called little cat thing you see sold to women. Mm-hmm. The so-called keychain you put over your knuckles, that could get you into trouble if you're caught with them. So knuckle dusters are a no-go zone in this state, huh? Well, they make great paperweights on your desk, and they certainly have, if they're legit, a certain historical panache. Uh, You see copies sold as novelties, and again, they're great paperweights. 
uh, if you're going out for Saturday night with one, you've got a number of problems. So you're allowed to own them, keep them in the house, so to speak, hang them on the wall, but just don't go out on the town with them is what this says, whether or not you have an LTC. Right, because we don't know if the little subparagraph referring to firearms licenses will actually be applied as written, which is this section, under this section. Well, the section is section 10, Mm -hmm. but the way they placed it, suggest that they really only mean the section immediately above it, dealing with BB guns and things like that. Of course, as is always the case, the question is, why did the police even know you have these? Correct. What were you doing to attract their attention? Right. Um, and so the fact that this this paragraph says, uh, while committing a breach of the peace or being arrested, uh, is armed or has on his person or, or under his control in his vehicle a billy or dangerous weapon other than those mentioned here and blah, blah, blah. So if if for some reason through a routine traffic stop they found one of these items uh, in the car, they could still charge you with illegal possession of a dangerous weapon or something like that. I, well, I assume, correct. Or any of the things in the main section of subparagraph B, which is all the nonsense with nunchakus and clackers and zubos and blowguns, mm-hmm. those are illegal per se. Brass knuckles, per se. Stilettos, switchblades, ballistic knives, illegal per se. The, while disturbing the public peace, specifically refers to a billy or other dangerous weapon other than those mentioned herein. So, you've got a whole class of items that are illegal per se to have out on the street, and then you've got, if you're arrested for a breach of the peace, you've got a billy, and I would include the expandable asp in that, or other dangerous weapon, which is whatever they want to make it to be. Yeah. So the state basically wants everyone unarmed walking around completely defenseless uh, and at the mercy of bad guys who might, you know, take advantage of them in that said state. Well, you have your little pocket knife. I carry the assisted opening knife. Those I've got no problem with under this statute. I think you'd have a hard time prosecuting anybody for those. But if you're going to be walking around with your... uh, punk spiked wristband uh, with a Zubo, why you would carry one, God only knows. If you've got throwing stars in your pocket because you think you're going to encounter a ninja or kung fu master, then yeah, you've got some serious exposure. I I was thinking about going out on the town with my atlatl. You know, it's not listed. The atlatl is perfectly legal. It's the spear (laughs) they will get you for (laughs) <laughs> so the spear in conjunction with my atlatl, but I mean, let's cut to the chase here. How do they? How are they able to do this when there's the Second Amendment, which specifically names arms? Do these fall into the category of arms? Are they bearable arms? Oh, they're all bearable arms. Uh, whether a studded wristband constitutes an arm is something else again, but. Nonsense like Zubos and throwing stars. Bearable arms. 
bearable art, but they've never been litigated because nobody really cares about them. They're certainly not something that you would argue is part of the militia. It's nothing that you've got an organized group like the knife owners do, like the firearms owners do. These are outliers. Mm. If you're going to focus on bearable arms, then you need to be concentrating on the serious stuff. And right now, of course, we're fighting all these knee-jerk states like New York, New Jersey, California, and Maryland that are doing flaming hoops to make us jump through in their attempts to negate Bruin. Right. As far as your atlatl, remember, no honest man needs a spear more than 10 feet long. <laughs> yeah, well, why does anybody need an atlatl? That's my question. That should have been the poll question today. Why does anybody need such a destructive device. Those things were used to ferocity to take down lions. Why does anybody need to take down a lion? Well, you know, the, the atlatl allows you to take on the woolly mammoth and stay in the killing zone. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, we all know what happened in the woolly mammoths. So maybe the atlatl single-handedly put the woolly mammoths down, made them extinct. That, of course it did. That in a nice age. Driving them over the cliff. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, I agree with you that there's bigger fish to fry. But at the bottom, at the if this wording of this whole subject matter doesn't really cut to the chase or strike to the root of how government feels about an armed population, I don't know what does. Because they already thought they had the gun thing under control in this state especially. And then they just won't stop until we're all completely defenseless. And they're going to go here through the basic, basically go through the martial arts uh, magazine order form and put every possible weapon you could ever buy through the mail and ban it in this state. And that's how our government feels about the people who are typically uh, our abiding citizens. I don't know why you got to do all this when you could really just say, Hey, if you attack someone with any weapon, uh, you've committed armed assault with intent and punish the guy, throw away the key. Put him in jail, throw away the key. Problem solved. You know why they do it. It's very simple. Gun control laws are written by people whose intent is control, not guns. Exactly. And their ignorance of the subject is exceeded only by the arrogance of their pontifications about it. Well said. How can people find you, Keith? Easiest way is just punch the name into your search engine of choice, Keith G. Langer. Go to the website, kglangerlaw.com. Send me an email, keith at kglangerlaw.com. Or use your phone and call 508-384-8692. Again, if you're writing it down, 508-384-8692. Well, I wrote it down, and I might be calling you if I get pulled in for my atlatl. So go to capegunworks.com and use this week's code BULLET to get a very special discount off your entire order. This is a special treat for our radio and podcast listeners. Use BULLET at capegunworks.com to get your special discount today. And thank you so much, Keith. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect. 
no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I want to thank Keith for joining us every week and contributing to the show. Um, and i got to give some full disclosure here. I'm going to out myself because <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is over. But when I was 12, we found that the ink berries from those Japanese knotroots or whatever the heck those plants are that are invasive species, the ink berries that they produce fit our blowguns perfectly. And we could posture up in the woods in our ninja outfits and we could launch those berries out into traffic and get some, you know, uh, big pink or purple blotches on the windshields and side, uh, side windows of the cars as they went by. And uh, I remember one of the most fearful days of my life was when this big old Cadillac hit the brakes so hard after we launched about three of those ink berries off the windshield. And he came to a screeching halt and chased us deep into the woods. <laughs> and all we had to fight back with was ink berries, which we weren't going to stand our ground with those. Uh, we left the heavy artillery at home. You are fake news. Uh, oh, that is that is an absolute true story. I, I promise you that. Uh, so you can't. You know, statue of limitations, I'm sure, is long over. And, uh, you know, but thank God our state um, has banned those blowguns from said terrorists who may or may not be out there spraying the public with ink berries. But, yeah, it's not some of my uh, most proud moments as a, as a youth, but still. Uh, I had many a fun days out in the in the woods woods playing shokasugi. I used to scramble up the trees and do flips, and I had some cool Japanese swords and you know all that good stuff. I had them all. Wide wide world of sports is going on here. <laughs> I had throwing stars, nunchucks. I had the uh, barahatsu gamas, and I had the tonfas and batons, and I I probably had. Enough felonies to rack up. I had enough felonies to rack up a lifetime uh, of, uh, you know, jail time in this state. So anyway, all right, enough of story hour. Um, so Davey saying it's not the lame duck we should worry about. It's Maura Healy as our governor, and I would say I agree with that. Um, that's definitely something we need to worry about. But I still think we need to worry about the lame duck. 
uh, session of Congress. Um, the person in Cambridge isn't getting an LTC here, is he? And uh, so there was a question. Uh, I think we already answered it. Um, the guy who moved from North Carolina to get, he's looking to get his LTC. He's familiar with firearms. He was a concealed weapons holder in North Carolina. And he has a DWI or an OUI, as you call it, up here about eight years ago. What are my chances? Should I go for FID? And I say go for the LTC because um, if you are already had guns in North Carolina, that means you're not a federally prohibited person. So I think you'll be able to get one here. So that doesn't – as long as the OUI wasn't in mass, you, you'll be fine. So um, Jesse is wondering what's the best lever action to customize, and I think the uh, – henry's or the marlins there's a lot of great aftermarket parts made from those uh, midwest industries makes really cool extended m-lock hand guards for them and you can get big long extended pick rails on top to mount red dots or scopes or low power variable optics or scout type of scopes with extended eye relief etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah there's some really cool stuff they're tricking out uh lever guns these days and they are pretty cool i gotta say i i kind of want one myself um, so we'll see how it goes, but I haven't been able to get my hands on any. I think we've got two of the new Marlin rifles since Ruger took them over two. Uh, and yeah, they're big money, but uh, if you want the good quality, you're going to pay. So, um, and G webs is pointing out that there's not an agenda to demonize the right or to have large water containers, etc. Yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right about that, which proves, as Keith was pointing out, they don't care about safety. They don't really care about it, or else they'd ban all backyard swimming pools, they'd ban all five gallon drums, the uh, buckets, they'd ban all fifty five gallon drums, they'd ban bathtubs, they'd make everyone take a shower, and even that would be, uh, you know, you'd have to have a certain type of. Um, texture on the floor and grab bars on the walls and you couldn't use soap because that gets slippery and you might slip and fall etc etc so they don't they don't really care about safety they care about control and they want to control you Um, they don't care about crime either because look at the inner cities look at what they do they don't control uh they don't care about crime control holstered uh G-Webs is saying, I have a holster that opens a buck knife. I have no idea if that was illegal in Massachusetts. Uh, it's common sense to ban ninja weapons, uh, else you're basically encouraging ninjas. Well, yeah, but do ninjas really care about laws? I think they kind of sneak out at night to exercise their craft. Um, and Smeggy says ninja turtles are dangerous because they're teenagers. That's true. That is exactly true. I never thought about that. Um Michigan law says illegal to carry a blade longer than three inches for unlawful purposes. So you can carry longer for legal purposes and indirectly carry a blade for unlawful purposes if it's short. (laughs) So you can carry a one and a half inch blade for illegal purposes, but, and you can carry a full on, uh, you know, uh, samurai sword for legal purposes, right? There you go. Knife rights are 2A rights. I would agree. They are bearable arms. Um, and Davy says, everyone wants to be a ninja until you hit yourself in the head with the nunchucks. And yeah, there's a couple of different ways you could take that statement. I have, I have uh, caused injury to both. But um, yes, I, I actually got pretty good with those nunchucks. And I remember when I got the ball-bearing ones, those were sweet because they wouldn't get all twisted up in a knot. 
But any anyway, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, my days with nunchucks are over. I would not be. Uh, I would not be caught with possession of nunchucks because they are obviously illegal in Massachusetts. Um, what did you do with your nunchucks? So, I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened to any of my ninja gear. I mean, I I had all four ninja outfits. I had the black, I had the white, I had the camo, and I had uh, like a tan brown. Uh, but the woodland camo was my favorite. Um, and the white one, I realized, was fatally flawed. <laughs> Because I got the white one for Christmas once, and I ran around in the snow with it for about a half an hour until my feet turned into blocks of ice. <laughs> I froze to the point where I was like, what the heck good point is the white ninja suit? Because I am blue now. Like, I can't even move. I was so cold. And I thought, like, running around in this little slight piece of canvas was a good idea. But, oh, to be young and stupid again. Anyway. Uh, from the text line, my question is, can I carry all the time now with my restricted license without renewing it and wait to renew it according to mass.gov? It says you can wait to renew because the restrictions are uh, now unenforceable. Correct. Those in restrictions are 100% unenforceable. So you can wait, but you can also renew it if you want to make sure those words are removed. Um, so they can't enforce it, um, but you know, it'll, it'll still say it's restricted. So don't, don't think that someone won't try to enforce it though. That, that probably will happen, but tell us what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. And don't forget to enter our giveaway. We're giving stuff away, people. All you got to do is go to the website, rapidfireradio.us, scroll down a little bit and you'll see win. So go to the giveaway. Steve won last week. Who's going to win this? the ammo can this week? We got the 30 caliber Blackhawk ammo can, brand new. And it may or may not have a mystery inside. If it has a mystery, you're going to be even happier. So go go to uh, rapidfireradio.us and and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you signed up. Tim uh, is saying he wants a rematch against me with blowguns. So, yeah, we had many of those. Uh, many of the blowgun matches, never against you, Tim, uh, but he's he's calling me out. He's challenging me. Uh, and uh, Joe points out, uh, this is a very poignant observation, I mu- must add, that I'm sure ninja crimes are way down since they passed that law. You know, that is a good point. The reason we don't have ninjas on our streets killing people and committing their craft at night is because all their weapons are banned. Duh! Like, that's pretty obvious, is it not? Um, your collection sounds like mine when I was at that age. Had the full ninja suit with the boots and everything, throwing stars, nunchucks, tonfas. We made our own darts for our blowguns. Yeah, fortunately, my mom was a seamstress, so I had an endless supply of needles, sewing needles. And uh, we were trying to, you know, make the fletching for them and came up with some pretty crafty, uh, pretty crafty, ways of doing it so um anyway uh there you have it um i've confessed to my felonious past but you're not going to pin any of that on me because the statute of limitations is over 
Um, yeah, G-Webs is saying uh, you can make paper cones that work great in air guns, cheap and they fly great. And that's basically one of the things we did. Uh, you still have your chucks too. That's pretty cool. I remember watching videos of like Bruce Lee with the nunchucks. He was just a savage when it, you know, he'd be, oh man, it was pretty cool to watch. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, let's see. You used to make cones. Boy, I've really started a fire here. Everybody likes blowguns. Um, I think if you haven't grown up with a blowgun, you're, you're missing out. Like it's, it's a serious, nowadays they got airsoft. When we were growing up, we had throwing stars, nunchucks, and blowguns. All right. Today's poll question is, will they pass gun control legislation in the lame duck session? Go to rapidfireradio.us to vote or to Twitter, rapidfireradio, all one word. And the results are now 85% say no, 15% say yes. And what do you say? There's six days left, so make sure you get out there and vote. Um, there you go. Um, will it happen or will it not? I hope not. But hope is not a way to live your life. Make it happen. Go to Gun Owners of America. Call the action page and let your senators and congressmen know that you're not going to take it. You don't need an AR-15. Says who? I say you do. And speaking of which, we just got a boat ton of them in. We got a bunch of pre-bands. Woo! So if you've been dying to have that pre-band AR-15, we got a bunch in. I also got a really nice converted Mac 90, uh, Norinco Mac 90 AK with a bayonet. And it's, it's pretty sweet. So you're going to have to check it out. Bayonet and sling. It's all matching. It's, it's pretty awesome. So anyway, uh, check those out. Um, Let's see, uh, I feel there's a lot more young, younger generation that's going to make up the future 2A rights much more difficult because of the generation now. The other day someone told me my boomer ways don't work. Maybe, but I, th- I haven't totally given up on the youngest generation. Believe it or not, I've had a steady stream of people who've just got their license because they're turning 22, 21, excuse me, coming in, getting their first gun, all excited, passionate, um, responsible, and taking friends and girlfriends and neighbors and relatives to the range and getting their parents back into it. Uh, one guy was just in today. He's a younger, uh, I'd say he's a Gen Zer, and he said, "I'm trying to get my old man down here shooting at the range." So, I think they're don't give up on the youngest generation, Jordan. I think we got some hope yet. Uh, so that'd be cool. Um, After you make the cone, you take a pin and push it from the inside through the tip and drip a little candle wax behind it. You can stick them into about any wall from 10 to 15 feet. Oh, man, you're bringing back a PTSD moment. Not from the blowgun, but from the throwing stars because I thought I was really tricking, taking down my mom's mirror and whipping them against the wall and then putting the mirror back on. But unfortunately, my aim wasn't so good, so if there was some evidence left, I got caught on that one too. But anyway... <laughs> True confessions are over. Uh, The AR build class is back at Cape Gunworks. This January 28th, we will instruct you from start to finish on how to build your very own AR-15. We have some representatives from the factory coming out to assist in the class. You don't want to miss it. It's always popular. It always sells out. There's still a few spots left. 
Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar. Only a few spots are left, so hurry. This is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, self-defense, and I guess ninja stuff all day. (laughs) Mystery bags are back, so go to rapidfireradio.us and click on the mystery bag banner to buy your bag today. It might be a good gift to give under the Christmas tree. Uh, and the mystery cans are up there too. And we're giving away a mystery can, so go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down, and sign up on our giveaway. You don't want to miss out because there's some cool stuff in there, maybe. No promises because we don't even know. But anyway, uh, we have a mountain of these mystery cans on our showroom floor. 20 bucks, you're taking no risk whatsoever because that's what we sell the mystery cans for anyway. And they're all good. It's a lot of fun. And who doesn't need another ammo can in their life? If you don't need an ammo can in your life, you're doing it all wrong because you don't have enough ammo on hand to stock in those ammo cans. So anyway, uh, Aaron's saying, I have a shockwave and want to add a light. Anyone have one with a light? And if so, what brand? Thoughts? I would recommend that you get one of those Surefire four ends that you can replace the pump on the Mossberg Shockwave with the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, with the Surefire four end because they're awesome and it's not like you're adding a light to it. It's part of the four end itself. Uh, there's some other brands of that as well. I think uh, Streamlight makes one also, but I do like the Surefire one the best. And uh, I also like the Crimson Trace. Um, uh, I like the Crimson Trace lasers that work really well on the Mossberg shotguns. They mount right to it, and when you grip the gun, it comes on. Uh, so I don't know if they make a, a light version of that, but if you're thinking about the Shockwave where you don't get to shoulder it and look down the barrel of the gun real well... And if you do look down the barrel of the gun, you might be subject to getting some new dental work when you press the trigger because of where the pistol grip is on that shock, shock wave. Um, so ah! the point I'm making is in some cases, those shock waves are better served uh, being shot from the hip, in which case a 
laser makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so there's a, you know, right where your index finger is on the grip, you press the button, they come in green or red lab, uh, lasers in the cr- Crimson Trace versions. Uh, but you can also get that sh- uh, Surefire light as well if you are going to use it for lighting up the room before you press the trigger. So anyway, um, G-Webs is pointing out that he sold some AK bayonets on uh, that pot of gold auction for a few hundred dollars for what it's worth. Um, so yeah, there's a uh, pretty cool um, uh, nuance to the AK-47 shot uh, bayonets out there. Um, the Mac 90 that we got today, um, I'm not sure what <laughs> bayonet it is. It fits on and snaps on and it's pretty cool. It's a big blade bayonet. But that's the extent of my knowledge of AK bayonets. I've just exhausted my resources on AK bayonets. Guys, it's also gun of the week time. So make sure you go to capegunworks.com slash G-O-W. Use code G-O-W for the gun of the week. And this week's gun of the week is the Stoger Arms STR9 with a Vortex red dot sight for $5.99. That's 10% off the gun and uh, red dot combo. So go to capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us and click on the Gun of the Week button uh, to get take advantage of this very special savings. It's pretty cool. you got to go check it out or come on in the shop. We even have one on our rental fleet, so you might want to come check it out, try it out. It's an awesome gun. And who can beat it for three ninety dollars uh, with the Vortex Red Dot Sight? All right, this is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. 508-444-2120 is the Rapid Fire line if you want to give us a call, leave a message, or send us a text. That's 508-444-2120. Don't forget the poll of the day. The results are in, and will they pass gun control legislation in this lame duck session of Congress? Yes or no? It's a very simple question. Yes or no? And... It's currently holding steady at 85% say no, 15% say yes, but we want to hear what you have to say, so go to the rapidfireradio.us or the Twitter page, rapidfireradio, all one word. Um, We're going to try to pin that poll to the top of the Twitter page too so that it doesn't end up down the stream uh, and hard to find later. So anyway, uh, getting back to your questions. Uh, G-Webs is wondering if this is the AK I was talking about. He put a link on our Instagram page, and he saw a bayonet for one of those sell for 230 bucks this past week. And no, it was not that AK. It is a uh, converted um, Mac 90, so it doesn't have the thumb hole stock. It has the pistol grip, et cetera, and some uh, nice wood on it. Uh, but 
it came with a bayonet, and maybe it's the bayonet that would have fit on that one that you had the link to. So maybe it is a $230 bayonet. I don't know, but it's got the sheath and the blade. It's pretty cool. It's not a folding or anything like that. It snaps on. It's the same type of bayonet, yeah. So, yeah, that's a real score. That's good to, good to hear. And uh, I definitely would uh, take take that uh, advice from you, G-Webs, because I know you know more about AKs and AK bayonets than I'll ever know. You've probably forgot more about them than I'll ever know. And uh, you and one of the customers at the shop that I think I put you two together, you might have uh, interacted on some other streams along the way, uh, are two of the, two out of the three most knowledgeable AK guys I've ever met. So, uh, And the third is my good buddy Mark, who's an employee here. He has one of the Russian Type 3s and uh et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there's some serious AK knowledge around me and I know when to not en- not to enter the conversation. So <laughs> uh I know when I'm uh you know out out maneuvered in that regard. I can say, Yeah, that's an AK. That's about the extent. No, I it's a little bit more nuanced than that. I can say that's a Chinese AK, that's a Romanian AK, that's a Bulgarian AK, <laughs> that's a East German AK. So, uh, hey, that's a cool one. That's the Styramati, which is an Egyptian AK. So I can tell you about where they're from uh, and how cool they are, but that's about it. There's people that get into bulge trunnions and, you know, stamp this and made on this tooling, and this is the, you know, bayonet that uh, Mao Zedong had on his. I don't know. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, they know the nuance of them. Uh, one of my customers knows every single importer, rattles them off the top of the head of everyone who's ever imported a, uh, a true pre-ban AK, uh, you know, all the Clayco's and the, uh, all that. So anyway, I don't even enter the, the discussion. So it's it's pretty nuanced and it's way more information than I, I know. And, you know, once I started to get into it, I have... Um, the Russian Vepper uh, AK-74, and it's got the thumb hole stock. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, maybe I'll sporterize it, make it look like some Krebsy type thing with a, you know, stock and a pistol grip and you know a nice M-lock handguard. And everyone's like, no, don't do that. I'm like, why? It's just a, you know, it's nothing that special. And then I look online and see what they go for, and I go, yeah, maybe I will keep it original. So. <laughs> It's crazy, but the converted ones go for even more. So I don't know what the big deal is. So anyway, um, it's crazy. Uh, BS is saying, I'm two hours late. What? You'll have to go back and do the podcast. That's all there is to it. Um, So from the text line, I have an original Smith & Wesson Sigma 40 cal. It came with a 14-round mag. Do I have to buy 10-round mags to carry it in Massachusetts? I believe it was made in 94, and I bought it from a dealer here in Massachusetts. Uh, great question, but the answer is no, because it was a pre-banned gun. Um, you do not have to um, change it over to 10-round mags. And actually, it has nothing to do with the gun. It has to do with the magazines. So if you legally bought the mags when you bought the gun, or the gun came with the mags, um, that means it was bought pre-banned unless the store broke the law. But as long as you bought it before September 13th, 1994, um you're good to go. Uh, I will say that gun is a little bit um, heavy on the trigger pull, 
and there might be a good kit. I don't know if it goes back that far enough from Apex that'll lighten up that trigger pull. I remember those early Sigmas had some horrific trigger pulls, but um, something to think about. If not, if you're shooting it fine, keep it the way it is. So um, it's a cool, cool gun. Uh, I think that's the gun that got sued by Glock, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Glock was like, basically, you just ripped us off, pal, and we're suing you. And I think there was something um, something to that. Uh, Chris is asking, do we still have that SL8 on the shelf? And yes, we do. We have an SL8. We'll drop the link in the chat. Um, that will that is for sale for $17.99. It's a great gun. HK SL8 ambidextrous controls on that gun. I like how the charging handle flips to either side. There's some cool Tommy built conversions you can put on that to make it take G3 mags and have a pistol grip and all that stuff and keep it 922R compliant. Uh, but Or just keep it in its configuration that it's in. It's a nice designated marksman rifle. It comes with a 10-round mag. It's all uh, ready compliant mass. There's nothing that needs to be done with it. It doesn't have a folding, collapsible, threaded, any of that stuff. So it's one of the guns you can buy right off the shelf that needs nothing done to it here in Massachusetts. And it's a really, really cool gun. Um, the funny thing about that gun is it says it's 223. It has a pretty hefty barrel on it. So I'm wondering why 556 wouldn't work in it. And I I've never really researched that. It's been something that I've I've thought about um, many times, but maybe the internet will help me uh, with this. But anyway, the SL8 is a two two three, but I think it's it's a super cool gun. It's like a designated marksman rifle, and uh, they're even cooler when you do the Tommy built conversion to them. Just just saying, but. Uh, yeah, they're two two three Remington. Maybe they did that because it's a uh, it's a technically a more accurate round than the five five six. Um, so I don't know. Just thinking about it, but um, we do have it in stock. So if you want it, it's all yours. Just give us a call or come on down and see us at Cape Gunworks. So um, yeah, so G Webs is confirming sued by Glock. Glock one and Glock makes a few bucks from each. Smith & Wesson, it sells. That's pretty cool. Um, good for Glock. Um, nowadays, they lose every lawsuit. I think the statute of limitations has kind of died out. Now everybody's making a, a Glock. So um, the boys at HK say 5.56 will be fine in that rifle. So that's what Chris says. Um, but anyway, I, I'm sure it would be too. It's a pretty hefty barrel. So um but I think the G3 is, I mean, the G36 is a uh, 5.56 rifle. So anyway, um, something to think about. That'd be a cool deer gun for someone who's very recoil sensitive. You get some real good uh, tumble on impact round or something from Fort Scott Munitions. And uh, that'd be a very capable uh, hunting gun or even varmint gun or something like that. Be a nice gun to uh you know hunt with in my opinion so there you go um but there's some cool parts on the hk parts website too for the sl8 so there's all kinds of stuff you can do to that gun um but yeah get it you should get it everyone everyone should have one every home should have one 
Thanks for tuning in, guys. Remember, this show ends right now, but you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us. You can call or text the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120 and leave a message. And uh, stick around if, uh, you know, some weeks we have extra content. Uh, You can always go over to our YouTube channel, Cape Gunworks, and see some great content there as well. Make sure you keep up the good fight. Be a Second Amendment advocate in your community. Take someone new to the range. Introduce someone new to shooting. And uh, be a responsible face of gun ownership. And we're going to win people over, expand the Second Amendment base, and continue to preserve our rights for future generations to come. Remember, together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I appreciate you guys listening each and every week. God bless. We'll see you next time.